getting on other people's platforms, borrowing visibility is a lot easier than creating it. It takes a lot less effort to borrow visibility than it does to build it yourself. Welcome to The Scaling Lounge, a podcast for established service-based business owners who believe in working smarter, resting often, playing always, and dreaming bigger. I'm your host, Adrian Gallia, and I want to help you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom by scaling with systems, strategy, and the support of a team so that your business is able to grow with or without you. Let's get to it. As you may know, we just celebrated 100 episodes on this podcast, and I wanted to come on and speak not to just my experience of having produced 100 podcast episodes. I want to share my experience of receiving a lot of really bad pitches. (laughs) And I shared this with someone and they were like, that is such an interesting, I want a whole episode on this. And I was like, thanks for the idea. I'm going to record a whole episode on it. So let's get into some of this because I, so I've done a hundred episodes and we could argue that about half of them have been guest episodes. Now of those half, about a dozen have been with one person. They've been with Steve. So we won't count his we won't count his. So beyond that, what, like 40, 40 different guest episodes ish, 35 or 40 and not what, hang on. One of them has come from a cold pitch. One of them. I'm I'm not going to say who I know exactly who it was. And, and she gave a great episode. I was glad that I said, yes, the rest of them were people that either I asked or I went into groups and found these people to interview. Because here's what I can say without question. Most people send really terrible pitches. Let me say that again. Most people send really terrible pitches to be on my podcast. And I'm guessing that if they're sending bad pitches to be on my podcast, they're also sending bad pitches to be on other people's podcasts. And the worst part of this for me is... (laughs) That a lot of times these pitches are coming from PR people, people that are being paid probably thousands of dollars per month to send these bad pitches. So let's get into some of this because I don't want you to send a bad pitch. Now, I'll tell you right off the bat, if you want to pitch me, I would love to see your pitch. The first, I have a very solid requirement at this point. It was not like this in the beginning, but your business must be doing already $500,000 a year or more in annual revenue in US dollars. That's straight off the bat. If you're close, that's fine. Whatever. If you can't meet that criterion, it's a no. It's going to be a no right off the bat because this is a show about scaling. And that's my big, it's, it's been, it's been about that. And it's not been about that. And in 2024, that is going to be the big shift is we are strictly here to talk about businesses that are scaling. And so that is firm. That is a firm requirement. If you can't meet that requirement, it's not going to work. So right off the bat, if you can't demonstrate an understanding when you go to pitch me of that particular element, if you can't, you don't have to come right out and say, hey, I'm already doing this much in annual revenue. Most pitches aren't going to say that. And I I don't expect that from anyone. But if your pitch cannot demonstrate to me an understanding of business on a higher level, it's already going to be a no for me. And that should be clear just from listening to the show. So I'm going to get into some actual 
some actual tips here because I don't need to drone on and on about that. It's just, I'm inserting my own thoughts at that point or my own feelings on this. So here are the four things that I would recommend doing if you want to pitch. If you if you want to get on other people's podcasts, and I would say that this format is applicable if you're pitching any media, it's moderately different. I've pitched, I've pitched media, um, I've pitched media outlets, I've pitched print, I've pitched digital, I've I've pitched business inside, I've been featured in business insider, I've been and 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 whatever. I've I've done the pitches for different things. I understand them. So and it's it's mildly the same. I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty details of any of them because we 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 would be getting too far into the weeds of what you should actually include in a pitch. And I want to just cover the high level overview because you can figure it out from there. So number one, do not lead with look at me energy. That's step one. When I say look at me energy. I mean, don't lead the conversation with me, 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 me. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've accomplished. Here's what makes me great. Now, I understand why this might make sense because you've only got a half a second to catch someone's attention in that pitch. And it's still not a good idea. It makes sense because you it's true. You only have a half a second to capture someone's attention. However... When you're leading with, look at all these amazing things I've done, and so is everybody else on the planet, it just gets a little exhausting. And I'm telling you, that's what everybody leads with. Now, I at this point, I'm looking at my own podcast pitches. I want to be a little bit more discerning of what's coming in and for multiple reasons that I'm not going to get into right now. But before, so Mackenzie, who is my podcast manager, my podcast editor, does the things does all the things with the podcast except write the show notes basically and she would she would flag podcast pitches for me when someone would when someone would pitch me an email she would flag it or if it if it would come in on we don't really use this account anymore but if a pitch would come in through the podcast Instagram account she would flag it for me and i said to her number 1 do they, does it look like they understand the show? Does it look like they've ever listened to the show? And I don't think she ever a single time said yes to that question. And so my, my then response to her is then it's a no. Like that's the criteria. If you want to get through to me, to get through Mackenzie, to get through the person who would be showing me, okay, go look at this pitch. The first thing is there needs to be an understanding of you understand the show. So number one, don't lead with me, me, me energy. Don't look, don't lead with look at me energy. But the second point here is demonstrate that you understand the show or the program. That is really my sole criteria for getting through to me. I will give your pitch all the attention in the world if you can demonstrate that you actually understand what I'm doing. And not every podcast host might feel this way, but this is definitely the way that I feel. If you lead with... Um, if you lead with something super generic, that's like, oh, I love your podcast. Oh, I listened to an episode of the scaling lounge and I thought it was so great. Or I love that you're doing things. I got this one recently. I you're doing things differently. And I love that. What does that mean? You could say that to anyone that demonstrates absolutely zero to me. That doesn't tell me anything that you know anything about what I actually am producing and the content that I'm trying to create for the world. So how can you do that? And now the sad part 
for you if you are wanting to pitch. This means that if you don't know the show, you need to listen to it. I feel like that's that's fair. If you want to be on a show, you should maybe listen to it before you go on it to get a sense of how the host interviews people, to get a sense of what the dynamic is on guest episodes, to get a sense of how people actually interact within the show. What is the content? What is the what is the host like? What is the personality? What is the like it it's not like you need to go listen to 10 hours of show content. You can get this this if you want to pitch, if you want to pitch five shows a week, make an effort to five days the week before on one day, listen to two or three episodes on the next day, listen to two or three episodes of the next show on the next day, listen to two or three episodes of the next show, like do a little research. You're going to learn something in the process, hopefully about whatever, like you're wanting to be on the show because it's probably within your industry or it's somehow related to what you do as far as client work goes. So you're going to learn something from it. And if you don't, do you even want to be on the show? Like if you don't actually enjoy the content, do you even want to be on it? So you'll learn something there too, that you don't actually even want to be a guest on this show. Like put some effort into understanding what's actually going. How many people don't do this? Because I feel like this should be number one. Like I'm in the process right now. I've been pitching podcasts lately. By the way, they've said everyone that I've pitched, I've gotten a yes for. So I've been pitching podcasts and it's because I understand I, I simply, you know how I got yeses? to these podcasts that I'm pitching, I pitched them the way that I would want to be pitched to. <laughs> That's how I did it. So um, I also took a course, to be really fair, I also took a course on this. And if you want to send me a DM, I would be really happy to refer you because I learned a lot from it and I highly recommend it. So I'm happy to pass that information along. It was it was very reasonably priced. I think she'll be charging a lot more. Um, for this, for this court, well, I'll, I'll recommend her. I'll, I'll, I'll recommend her publicly. I usually don't do public recommendations. I'm not an affiliate. I don't get anything from this. Kelly Mosser, Kelly Moser, um, M-O-S-S-E-R. You'd think I know how to say her name. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what the name, I don't remember names of anything. <laughs> I wasn't planning on saying this, but if you search her, um, Kelly, Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Mosser, Moser, M-O-S-S-E-R, her podcasting court, her, her pitching course for podcasts, amazing. It was, it was a fantastic course. I'm not even all the way finished with it yet, to be completely honest, because I got behind and it's done a lot for me. So anyhow, I digress. I've started pitching a lot of podcasts and I'm continuing to pitch a lot of podcasts. This is part of my strategy this year is getting on other people's podcasts is using other visibility platforms that are not my own. So this is, you, there are four ways to get leads. You can buy them, you can borrow them, you can build them, or you can, I was like, I need a way to speak about that. I want everything to have alliteration. So I call this bedazzling. You can be, you can bedazzle them, which is basically where you give them a little razzle dazzle and they become, they refer you. That's so you can buy them, meaning you do Facebook ads. You can build it where you build your own audience. You can borrow them, which is what I'm doing by getting on other people's platforms, which is what, if you want to pitch other people, that's what you would be doing. You would be borrowing leads from other audiences that other people have built by going on their podcast or their YouTube channel or collaborating with, collaborating with them on Instagram or getting on an event stage that they've built or whatever that looks like for you. So, and then bedazzling them is <laughs> is where you uh, is where you get 
referrals from people. Does the way to get leads. So I'm in the process right now of that's one of my visibility strategies for this year is to borrow visibility. And I am making an effort. I'm not pitching a single show. I started with all the all the shows that I already knew, like the ones that I listened to. So it was easy. I didn't have to go back and listen to the format. I just knew what they were because I've listened to them for a long time and I really like the shows. But now that I'm branching outside of that, I'm going through and listening to what is happening. And the first, I had three shows on my list that they were the first three shows that I listened to and I scratched them off my list because when I listened to them, I was like, this is not, this isn't me. This isn't my style. This is not, I don't think I would be a good match. And that's not me getting imposter syndrome around what I bring to the table. It's simply, I don't think that the way that I would want to communicate what I have, it's just not a good, it's not a good match. And for me, I'm not spending time in places just to say yes to everything. I'm being more discerning of where I spend my time. And if it's not an immediate and full yes for me, then it's a no. So I discovered like, I don't actually even want to be, I, I don't even want to pitch these shows maybe one day in the future, but like, I don't, I don't need this right now. So listen to them. So demonstrate understanding of the show or the program. The third thing to do is to explain what you would bring to the table through the lens of understanding what this program is actually about. So first of all, demonstrate that you understand the show. That can be talking about like, oh, I love that we have a shared connection around this thing or that we share this value or whatever. I, I love that you talked about this in this episode. I love that you talk about this episode and this specific thing in so many of your episodes. But then when you actually pitch them your idea, do it through the lens of what their show actually looks like. So for example, I'm starting at some point this year. I wanted to do, wanted to do it early this year, and it's not going to happen early this year. I'm going to do it later in this year, maybe not even until early 2025, I, but I would like to do it sooner rather than later. Start a second podcast, and that show will be in a very different format than this one in that it's going to center around case studies. So to to get on the show, you're going to have to have a unique case study of something that you have done in your business and then be able to articulate three to four strategies that led to you being able to achieve that result. That's going to be the format of the show. So if that's the format of the show, and there are other shows that have that format, it's not like, oh, anything that new or innovative. I've listen to other shows that do things in this way, whether they articulate that that's the format of their show in that in the way that I just did or not is a different story. But I've listened to other shows that that's basically how their their show, that's basically how their episode formats work with guests. So if you know that the show that you're pitching is in the format of essentially a case study and a result that you have gotten yourself in your business, and then what are the three to four strategies that led to getting that result is you don't say, oh, you know, I'd like to do an episode on this thing that centers around my methodology. And then here are the three sub points of, of my methodology. And here's why it would be interesting for your listeners. That's fine, but it doesn't follow the format of my show. And so I'm going to give that a lot less consideration than I would to someone who says, who figures out you can use the same content. You just have to spin it differently to say, let's say that you have a unique methodology around building Facebook groups. And instead of saying, I want to come speak to your listeners about how they can use Facebook groups to grow their business, and I do that through having a unique recru recruitment tool, I do that by offering a really great freebie to 
uh, to everyone who joins the group and I do viral viral content posts. Those are the, those are the three things that I teach. So you just simply reformat that particular part of your methodology and say, I would like to present a case study on how I was able to grow my business by $50,000 in gross revenue over the course of six months and add 5,000 new names to my email list using Facebook groups. That's a case study. So now you're presenting it in a format that the host is going to say, yes, I understand that you listen to my show or that you at least understand what my show is about. And that the way that you phrase that idea, I can see how it would work for my show. Whereas if you just say, I want to, I want to show your listeners how they could build their business through Facebook groups. It's a great topic. There's nothing wrong with that topic. Simply the host is not. And when they're receiving a lot of pitches and I'm, I receive a lot of pitches and I'm not, I'm not one of these top 3% shows or one of these crazy, you know, I don't have a huge show yet. But I don't see how that fits in with what I'm trying to accomplish and what I'm doing. So I'm going to glaze over it, especially if you lead with look at me, look at me, look at me. But if, if you don't lead with look at me energy and you get down and the format of the episode is not exactly right, but I like the idea, at least if you demonstrate an understanding of the show, I personally would be more, more likely to come back to you and say, let's modify this. How could we do this so that it fits the format of my show? Now, if you're trying to go on a show that's much, much bigger and they're getting a lot of pitches, they they more likely than not are going are not going to give you that time unless they've got the resources to be able to do it and you do something else that wows them in some other way you need to be able to show them exactly why the show that you are pitching to them the episode that you are pitching to them would be a natural fit for their programming it's not about you it's about them let me say that again it's not about you it's about them so you know, you lead with that case study format. And then the sub bullet points are not all that different. Like what got you there? What, what, what about your Facebook group grew your revenue by $50,000 within that six months and how you added five or six, I don't remember the number that I said, however many, however many emails to your list, you did that by number one, having a, the one, two, three, whatever your methodology things are. So you still get to talk about the things that you want to, you're just putting it in a format that's going to match the actual programming that you are submitting to contribute to. The fourth thing that I would recommend is tell them what you're going to do for them because what a breath of fresh air. This is definitely something I learned from, from Kelly is lead with what you can do for them. And I would say that this is very true when what, what I heard her say is that most people are not trying to show how they're going to help the podcast host. And I would say that this is, as a podcast host, this is absolutely true. I would say that out of my, what's, what do we say, 40 guests that I've had on this show, maybe 5% of them have shared with their audience. Maybe. And I, if you go back and listen to the episode that I did on things that I've learned from running a podcast, and I was like, don't expect... Don't expect for your guests to be a strategy to grow your audience. This is what it, this is where it comes back to is maybe 5% of my guests have shared and like, I don't love that, but also it's not their job to promote my show. It's my job to promote my show. But if you lead in your pitch with like, I would love to share this with my audience. I can't wait, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, you're getting, you're, you're ticking off the box. You're taking lots of, of, of checks in the boxes. But if you, again, if you start with me, me, me energy, you don't understand my show. And then you just come out with, oh, I'd like to, you know, I'll share this with my audience. 
for me, that's not enough. For some people, it might be. My perspective is it's not enough. Tell the host how you can support them, especially if it's a big show, because they're getting a lot of people who are pitching them and a lot of ideas, and they're looking for reasons to say no. I look for reasons to say no. I've said no to almost everyone. I'll accept one. And I've gotten probably at this point, hundreds of pitches. I've said no to all but one. And it's. Be I think this comes from my theater background, which might be like, how does that, how does that connect in any way? I think it comes from my theater background because I'm used to being the person who builds the room. It's one of my favorite. It's what I really, it's one of my big goals for 2024 and moving into the in, into the future in my business is I want to create more rooms for people. And because I'm used to being the one who curates the room, who builds the stage for people to speak on, who builds the event for people to come to, that's very much me. I'm the builder. And because I'm used to being that person, I'm used to having way more people that I can say yes to than I have people who want me to say yes to them. I hope that sentence made sense because it feels like grammatically it didn't make sense. But I am used to having to tell people no. When I was running a theater company, I would typically have maybe 10 to 15 spots open for actors and I would audition at 100 to 200 actors. That's a lot of people to say no to. And I would try my hardest to only give people one show per season so that at least that if I only had so many spots available, I was only using somebody once. And even people like one of my very best friends in the world, Scott, I would have like sometimes I would see where oh, I want to I want to work with this person everywhere. Or there are a couple different actors that in the Detroit area that like oh my God, they're the, they're so talented. Like the best, the, they, the, the, some of the best actors I've ever seen. I would cast them in everything. And it's just, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Like you've got to, there's a lot that goes into this. And so you're just looking for reasons to say no to people. I ran a playwriting competition for several years. I would love to bring that playwriting competition back. And the first year I did it, I was like, man, I hope that like, Enough people submit that I actually get five. It was five finalists. The format was you. I narrowed it down to 12 semifinalists and then there were five finalists. And I was like, even if we don't get 12 semifinalists, like I hope that at least five people submit so that <laughs> so that I don't have to go like begging people to be like, oh, are you a playwright? Did you have you ever written a play? Could I could I do it as a reading for my playwriting festival? Like you could win a prize. <laughs> and to my shock. Within the first day of opening up submissions, I think I got like a hundred on the on the first day of opening up submissions to this playwriting festival. And I was like, oh, oh, I just opened a can of worms. And so, and then in the second, I think we wound up getting like three or 400 submissions. The second year that I did it, we got like a thousand submissions. The third year that I did it, I think we got like two or 3,000 submissions. And I actually had to read all those plays. So let me tell you how when you've got 2,000 plays to read, and I had a specific criteria that I added in later on that was like, you have to send me a 15 page excerpt. And that's the only thing that I'm looking at in the beginning. If people sent me their full manuscript, I don't know if they were expecting me to just read the first 15 pages. I don't know if they wanted me to read a specific 15 pages. I don't care. It was just a no, because you didn't follow the rules. And that's that. You didn't follow the rules. So I'm going to say no to you because when I have 3,000, 2,000 people applying and I've got to narrow it down to 12 people, oh my Lord, narrowing it down, you've got to follow the rules. And there are no, sp the point that I'm trying to make here is there are no spoken rules on how to pitch a podcast. No, very few people have, if you want to pitch me, here are the rules. Here's what you need to do. 
If you can find that, follow the rules to a T. But here's here's what I will tell you is that by and large, I'm guessing most people that have have a podcast that people are actively trying to get on where they are receiving multiple pitches will want something in this format, at least do number one and number two. So don't lead with look at me energy. Number two is demonstrate an understanding of the show or the program that you're actually trying to get on. Then bonus points as if you're trying to pitch shows that are maybe a bit more advanced or not a bit more advanced, but like they've got a bigger listenership or they're a larger publication or a larger program, explain what you want to bring to the table through the lens of their programming and explain what you're going to do for them. So those are my four best tips from my perspective as a podcast host. If you were to ever want to pitch me, I those would be those would be my rules. Those are, <laughs> those are my expectations of what I would want to see if you choose to pitch me. So feel free, go for it. Um, link in link in bio on my Instagram. There's you can send me an you can send me an email if you'd like. You know the criteria. Anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. This is as you grow your business because this show is about helping you scale getting on other people's platforms, borrowing visibility is a lot easier than creating it. It takes a lot less effort to borrow visibility than it does to build it yourself. So this is a really great strategy, whether you're just starting out or whether you're growing. And so I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, if it was, let me know. Send me a note on Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever, whatever place. And if you haven't done so already, I'd love it if you left a review five stars if you if you believe it that that it deserves it and i will catch you on the next one well friend we have reached the end of another episode but before you go i wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful inspirational or insightful or hopefully a little bit of all three and if so i would really appreciate your leaving a five star review or sharing it with your friends on social media and if you do i would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month by month yearly planning template which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. I love making spreadsheets. It's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team. And it includes a video training to get you going with the, with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me at Sustainable Scaling. I appreciate your support so much and I will catch you in the next episode.